the Western world gone crazy on us. Yes. The Western that's, world. That's not new, though. This is not is that new? Vladimir. This is the Western world. Vladimir? Yeah. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> you know? Is that, I mean, like Russia, you know? Uh-huh. You would think Russia would be doing this kind of stuff. No, we're beating but Canada? Them, no, no. Canada? We can be more dumb. Did you guys see? <laughs> did you guys see Vladimir Putin? He, he was asked in a press conference. Um... Uh, you know, you're a dictator in your country, and you're what? What? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go right into this. No, no, go. Ahead. And and uh, he was asked, um, uh, uh, you know, why are you suppressing uh, a political uprising? And his response was, "Well, look at the Capitol riots. <laughs> look at look at what you guys are doing." Mm, yeah. And he just turned everything yeah, back on yeah. us. He's like, "Look at all the shootings that are happening in the United States." Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just kind of like didn't even answer the question right. and just went right back. Yeah. To America. Hey guys, welcome to Cross Politic. It's Gabe, the Gabe's Sunday it. night special. Um, yeah, sure. He's on one right now. I can tell. You you feel it? You have your coffee and whatever's going on over there. And man. I had my honey bun, which is a uh a, a <laughs> It's not a trifecta. He's, he's speechless. It's, it's good. Okay. He's it's got honey and you know, stuff on it. Okay. Pastor Toby Chalk Knox, I'm the water boy, and we have with us in the studio our good friend Rob Sense. Yeah. Rob got, Sense. Uh, um he recently beat out Toby as a Logos board member. <laughs> And, and uh, which uh, which I voted for Rob because I was like, no, I want Toby over over here, paying attention over here, Don't. Uh, paying attention over here. That's, yeah. yeah, he's not micromanaging you, at all. You know, you have kids at the school, right? Well, Rob's a good. Okay, hey, okay. you know, you think? No, no, I'm not saying you just I'm insulted just, Rob. No, I, you you know just what? insulted. I you you want to go to war because we could go to war. <laughs> That's I'm what I'm going to start. I'm real. <laughs> hey guys, uh, make sure you sign and you subscribe to our magazine. You actually during the month of June, if you subscribe, you'll get this issue coming out. Well, um, that's we what finally got it up That's what screen. our managing editor said. In the presence of my <laughs> enemies. Yes. Um, I could have used some of that <clears throat> this past week. When you were in the <laughs> Southern Baptist Convention. <laughs> was it that bad? Was it that bad? Look, I'm just happy I made it out there and I didn't get lynched. I'm just happy. <laughs> hey, it's, it's the Presbyterian out there in Baptist land. You never know. You mm-hmm. never know. They might want to get us back for drowning them. So I don't I don't know how it's going to end sometimes. I, I got a great joke. There's these... Um, uh, uh, a Presbyterian and a Baptist and a, and a and a rabbi camping out in the woods, and they made a bet to see who could convert this bear that was over on the other side of the hill. It's convert. a joke. Yeah, I, it's a joke. All right, okay. man. W- work with me on this. Okay. The Presbyterian uh, walked over the hill, tried to convert the bear, and came back with one arm off. Oh. Um, the the Baptist walked over the hill and came back with both his arms ripped off, Uh-oh. and and the rabbi walked over the hill and didn't come back. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'll, I'll explain the joke now. I'll, I'll explain the joke now. So, so the Presbyterian tried to sprinkle, the Baptist tried to dunk, and the Rabbi tried to. Oh! And now he's dead. Oh. Yeah, now he's dead. <laughs> okay. That's terrible. No more jokes. That's from terrible. Here. That's terrible. Can you bleep that out? Speaking <laughs> speaking of dead rabbis Are you trying dead? to convert bears, <laughs> we'll come to our politics. <laughs> Wow. Are you done? <laughs> that was the most what a, what a setup. idiotic. <laughs> You're awarded no what you points. What is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. I'm trying to make this show as awkward as I can for Rob, yeah. our friend. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he has – I think he's got a – 
pretty good, you know, poker face. I think he's going to be all yeah, right. Yeah, he's going to be all right. So, uh, politics <laughs> sex conference registration just went live uh, this, Finally. Uh, this no, last week. Really? Finally. For no, real. really. More information is going to be, we're updating our website. We should have a full landing page of more details um, probably sometime next week. Oh, um, Ian. He gave me two thumbs up. Yeah, more information. Um, uh, but currently, we have you know Friday speaker lineup: Pastor Toby, Pastor Doug, Doug Tenaple, uh, David Bonson, and Pastor Vody Bacham on Friday lineup. And then on wow. Saturday, what a lineup! What a lineup! Real, you could just go home after that if you wanted to. Yeah, and of course the conference kicks off Thursday night. Don't forget beer, psalms, all that good stuff. The Thursday pre-party. night after party, yeah. all that jazz on Thursday night. And then on Saturday we're going to be we got a bunch of SWAT talks. We're going to be rolling out. We got Sheologians. SWAT talks. Uh, that coming. was the word. I was trying to say it this morning and I couldn't remember it on the news brief. SWAT talks. Uh, but yep. but it, your your script that I, that I stole from your news brief it didn't say SWAT talks because I had it up it, here. It's yeah. internalized. It, I don't it, write everything down. It, it, but you said copy and paste my ad, and then it and said, I said kind of make it your own, and it said workshops. Ooh, and I was like, who wrote this ad? Probably mm. Gabe. It's probably. And y'all want to have this <laughs> private conversation? Are you done? <laughs> so talk. we're super excited about what's going on in Tennessee. Make sure you guys sign up. Uh, the uh, the the conference center is in Lebanon. Tennessee. Um, it's a really cool conference center. It's gonna be a lot of fun and kid friendly. And club members get. A discount? Yep. So club members, you got to log into your club portal. If you have a problem with that, that's where you go to get your discount and to sign up to get your discount. Um, email us at contact at fightlifefeast.com. We'll make sure you can log in and sign up there. And then, of course, um, I do probably need to talk about the pricing a little bit. We have changed the pricing. We've actually got tons of emails about changing the pricing. We we had to change the pricing just to better reflect the cost of doing business, really. Right. right. Um, we... Um, we are in the past. Not, we are not making a killing off this <laughs> no, at no. all. We're actually just trying to cover costs. Yeah, for and, real. And so what happened was in the past we'd have a family sign up and they'd maybe have three or twelve kids and kids and which we with, love, which, which we, we love, love, which we love. But we had to kind of adjust for the that. that. But it turns out your kids eat. <laughs> just, just saying. And, and they love the conference, and they get to yeah. participate. We, we really want this to be a family integrated conference, so we hope yeah. that doesn't really discourage it. But you kind of, you guys kind of understand what's going on. Low. We're trying to encourage you to keep bringing your kids and keep yeah. bringing your families. We love it. Without, yeah. We with, love it without losing the experience. I'm, I really but, do enjoy it. But we the really experience. do want to deliver a quality mm-hmm. product for everybody, and we want to be able to keep doing this. Yeah. In order to keep doing this, we do have to pay for it. Yep. And and related to that, we don't do group discounts like we did last time the yeah. group discount is become a club member and you get a discount that's, that's the discount, that's the discount. Become a club member yeah there so, you go there you go tell your friends as you guys have been probably paying attention to last week because i know you're a good audience and you guys pay attention to um Daily pastors getting thrown into prison yeah <laughs> um uh canada uh, again, Alberta, supposedly the most conservative prov- the province. The Texas of Canada. I- I'm gonna, mm. I'm for gonna, real? I'm gonna take that claim that that away from them. Are you kicking them out, man? They're not even part of the Texas of Canada anymore. So they re-arrested Pastor Tim Stevens again. Right. Mm. And and there's a couple things that bother me about this. One is it's not the national media is not really right. covering it. This should be everywhere. It should be everywhere. Yeah. A Western government arresting a pastor. Yeah. Right. And it's we, ridiculous, and we should we should be talking about it as Christians. This should be all over our social media platform. Yep. This should be yeah. absolutely. And there's only one in Canada that I've saw was it uh, Rebel News. Rebel, Rebel News. News. We're gonna actually gonna play a clip from yep. Rebel News. They were on site. So Pastor Tim got tipped off that the yeah. cops were coming. Right. I think he calls Rebel News. Get over here. Bring the cameras. Yes. Good um, for him. They're they're coming. And so I want to. We we played this various clips of this on our daily news brief, both me and, ta- me and Toby. But I want to play uh, this section where the cops first come to his house. This is amazing. Yeah. This is yeah. 
under arrest for? For breaking that. For disobeying that order. Right. Now, can you, can you tell me how that order actually applies to me? You were served with it, and then there was a gathering. One of them basically says it was a gathering. So, yeah, but, but the order listed Chris Scott um, and those who worked with him, and I've, I have no association with the Whistle Stop Cafe or anybody who works with them. Do you have the order with you? or? Do you? But it's anybody. I don't have the actual order with me. Okay. okay? Oh. So the investigators that dealt with it have have done that. Uh-huh. And I have the order. They they manipulated this order, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. So this order didn't apply to him. It was served to a cafe, and they've taken this order and then applied they've, it to and him. And they broadened it. Broadened it so uh-huh. that they can – so they're just manipulating and, and they don't have a copy of it. <laughs> right. The investigators, yeah. they did that. Those guys over they there. They did that. I mean, imagine the cop. The cop's just doing the bidding without right. even knowing all the details of what he's doing. Right. This, is, this is China. Oh. Oh, this is. It's basically on um, – it's not a CAD, so I don't actually have a printout of it, and then I just have the affidavit that you were actually served. Basically, these are the laws that everyone in Canada basically has agreed to abide by, right? Yeah, Jason Kenney can have his dinner up in the Sky Palace, and, you and know no what? one's coming Bars. to the jail. Jason Kenney did what? He had dinner up on the Sky Palace. No one's wearing masks. Everyone's sitting close to each other. He had this big dinner with a bunch of people over. But who is he again? And Jason Kenney's the the prime minister. Well, though, duh. Of well, Alberta, he, he's guy in charge. He's oh, right, the yeah, laws. Because if you're in charge, you don't have to follow the laws. Well, and everybody, all the world leaders at G7 summit the last couple right. weeks. Did were, you see all those pictures? They're all like looking up without masks, hugging each other next to each other, and then they space out for the picture. They space out for the picture, and there's this one moment where a couple G7 leaders were standing right next to each other, and then they literally went to sit down, not even six feet apart, sit down next to each other, and they took off their mask as they were sitting down. Yeah. So they're standing next to each other, put their mask on, sat down next to each other, and took their mask off. Well, when you sit down, as you know, in many restaurants, <laughs> COVID just <laughs> like floats right over your the head. The convection's amazing. <laughs> you, you know what? It's Like I said, it has nothing to do with... With that, I'm mm. dealing with this, right? Yeah. And every every police officer I talk to, they all say the same thing. I'm just doing my job, just doing my job. Okay, but, but like uh, every, every single one of us, like me included, my parents go to church. They've been doing church online. We've been basically been abiding by all these orders. Things. We don't like them, right? But right now it's the laws that they basically laid out before us. If we don't like them, we have a system where we can vote. We can change governments. We can do those things. But right now this is the government that we have. And we're hired to uphold those laws that basically the general public, the majority of people, have voted for. Can I ask you what's the highest law of our land? What is the highest law of our land? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the highest law of our land by which all other laws are tested? It's our, it's our charter of rights and freedoms. Yes. And under that law, all citizens of Canada are granted religious freedom, freedom of association, expression, and conscience. And do we not still have that? Like, have they and told so, you you yeah. cannot preach? No, I, I, I can't assemble. I'm arresting I can't you. have people in my home. I can't express myself. Yeah. I have to wear a mask on now. So, yeah. so all those rights are being suppressed, and we've tried to bring court action, and it still hasn't been heard in court. Fifteen months later, if you, okay? if you ever, fifteen, 15 months. months, unbelievable. You know, we always are going back in history and trying to say, guys, we would never be like the Nazis. We would never be that way. Right. Mm-hmm. If you ever, if this police officer ever wanted to know whose side he would be on between the Jews and the Nazis back in Germany, oh yeah, it's the laws, it's the laws of the land. Right. We have a process be, for how not to do this. Yeah. Right. And you, so he can, would be a you Nazi. Can vote somebody else in. Mm-hmm. You can bring a lawsuit. Vote right. a new fur. But but Hitler has already decided what it's going to be. Yeah. And so we're going to yeah. operate according we're, we're, we to just, that. We just have to follow the laws of the this land. This is amazing. Well, like I, what Rob said, China. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the cops are just doing the bidding of the laws of the land in China. Yeah. 
till the end of September. That's and, and are these not unprecedented times when it comes to certain things? No, it's not. We're, we're that, dealing with you, you may not believe it, right? But well, I do believe it. But if you if you look out there, it's not. I know it it's like not a black plague or anything like that. It doesn't seem like it. It doesn't. But <laughs> maybe, maybe oh! we have taken have not like overwhelmed the healthcare system. I don't know, right? Oh. Like I said, I'm not the person who wrote the law. I know. You know. I know. And I won't enforce the unjust law. This is, this is incredible. It's incredible. You know, they can, they, can, they can have their gathering in the Sky Palace, and yet a pastor who gathers for church outside is being arrested. Yeah. You know, because, because the rules certainly don't apply to everyone equally, and they're not enforced to everyone equally. Like, why is it only, why is it pastors that keep getting arrested for this? And, and, if, and if you have parents who, who go to church or you understand that, that our Lord Jesus Christ actually commands us to gather and to meet. And he also and, told us and, wherever two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst of us. So we don't need a huge gathering. Well, if you want to talk about that <laughs> passage we, we, in Matthew no, 18. No, we're not talking about that. That's, that's hilarious. I love that moment where the cop start, starts to try to pull the Bible out. Yeah, He's like, you're talking to a pastor. You want to talk about that passage? Let's do it. Wait, with two or, so remember, he's talking about judgment. Remember exactly. That's, but, that's what's funny. Is like, hey, you know that passage? It actually applies to you, officer. God's going to judge you for this. church discipline. But it yep. wasn't the government that was telling you where two or three are gathered. That was Jesus who was saying that <laughs> when the judgment is made when two or three, yep. I agree with this judgment. Right? Uh-huh. Yep. So if we're going to talk about authority and where it's coming from, that wasn't from the government. Right? Mm-hmm. No, it was in the presence of the church gathered. That's yep. right. Where that's two right. or three are gathered in my name they gathered and now they actually have authority over the cops exactly with regard to worship exactly wow upside down right now we're just doing our job okay so and if you hadn't basically broken the order or the rules that are set out right now i wouldn't be here right do i want to be here no right yes and when and when laws are unjust then it's incumbent upon those who are righteous we, we to have, stand we, up and say no. We have Ooh. one of the best systems in the world that we can we can vote. You're putting pastors in jail. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> what do you mean the best system in the world? You're locking me up. You're putting pastors in jail. Yeah, yeah. I, I, all that, the time. That needs to go on a t-shirt. <laughs> we have the best system in the world. You're putting, putting pastors in jail. Is, is it so good in Canada that they don't have any bad guys anymore who create crimes? Apparently, I'm just right. wondering: is are things that good that they have well, to go after pastors? Do you remember who was it? Was it um, James Coates when, when he went when into James jail? James Coates was arrested the same day. They were releasing a pedophile. They, they released a yep. registered pedophile mm-hmm. with warnings to the whole neighborhood in the region that they expected him um, to reoffend. To re-offend. possibly, possibly, and, 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 and they're arresting the pastor. And they're arresting pastors. James them Coates jail. is going into jail. Right, pedophiles getting pedophiles out. getting released, uh, getting um, released with warnings that he's likely to recommit. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. right now. It's Sorry, a laughing who stock is putting pastor in jail? You are right now. <laughs> I'm doing my job by taking him, but the, the officer. Asks, <laughs> yeah, who's putting pastors in jail? <laughs> yeah, the, he's not the brightest bulb. And anyway, that's you, why they sent him out on this job. You can't. Oh, and then, you sworn an oath to uphold the constitution. constitution. Do you realize, I, I, I arrest people for theft. I arrest people whenever they break the law. Right? Yes, and we, and this is a, this is a rule and the law in the land right now. So I have to arrest your husband. When I arrest someone for theft, I don't want to arrest that person and deal with them. But if they break I do. a law, I do. I'm basically... Yeah. Yeah, Wait, hold on. That's you what you do. <laughs> you, you should want to. When, when as an evildoer, you should want to arrest them. It's your job. The fact that he doesn't want to and thinks these things are equal means he's an evil man.
Like yeah. that, that's exactly that right. is wicked to Come have on, no no difference of opinion based on whether someone actually did evil or not. Yeah. yeah. Learn to uphold. I have to arrest him. Have so you what? So the actions that's ever broken these no, laws. No, but do, it's, have that's, you that's yourself the same, that's ever the same. broken yes. these laws? I've broken rules. You have too? Of course I and have. And so why are you not under threat of arrest right now? Okay, so this is the same logic we get whenever I pull someone over for speeding. They're like, well, that person just sped by. Why didn't you arrest them? I can't. So right now I'm dealing with your husband. Your husband's actions have put me in this position where I am acting. Uh, I, I just want to, yeah, I want to point out here, though, even regarding like speeding laws and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. The more kind of petty laws you have and you have to regulate, you get into these kind of problems That's where you true. can't. You know, where he can't enforce it fairly to everybody. Right. You know, he just pointed out, he used the speeding thing as an example. Well, maybe that's something we need to reconsider and how we think about that as a society. Right. Because you can't ticket everybody who's speeding. There's not enough cops to well, do it. And, and actually, cops even use discretion depending on the situation. Yeah, absolutely. They can choose at that point. I've absolutely. seen, you know, there's police officers who will get somebody actually on a crime and they're like, you know what? Here, listen, this is going to be a warning. Don't do this again. Right. And they use their discretion at the right. moment to be able to say, I'm not going to give you this citation or arrest you for this. Right. right. The, the unbelievable, um, what is it, equivocating that he's doing oh, right here. Yeah. Speeding tickets, arresting pastors. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but for what it's worth, the speeding ticket thing has been sort of this slippery slope into yeah, like using regulations and turning them into crimes. Un yeah. Unless ju un unjust laws always are that way. You end up creating these situations, yeah. and then you think they're all equal. What I'm sworn to do. So you aren't ever going to be in this position, but you can continue to break them as well. I don't, I don't understand your Jesus, but so so the, the public health order. So no, do you no understand? One's... Do you understand why I'm here? I do. Okay. Um, so, and my, do you know that. what my job is? Yes. Yes. So, am I doing my job? No, you're not. No one's questioning that you're not doing. And you're not doing your job. I'll question so that's yeah. what I'm doing. So, your husband has agreed to come. He knows that he's basically I'm broken this rule. I'm talking about the ethics of arresting someone for breaking public health guidelines. When you yourself admit that you also break them. No, you asked if I you just asked us about broken other rules and laws. Of course, I have. Every single one of you. Not one of us is perfect. Again, yes, do you know somebody who's he. perfect? The Lord yeah, Jesus. But, but yes. Is he here right now? <laughs> no. No. And we're all supposed to basically attribute and go by him. And like even God said, you know, give on Caesar what is Caesar's. Right? So Ooh. we're not going to give this philosophy. And, and, and the gathering of the church is not Caesar's. Oh, <laughs> mic drop. That was the best moment in this. In the yeah. gathering the, of the church the is not Caesar's. The cop says render unto Caesar. And he says, and the worship of the saints is not Caesar's. Yep. Yeah. Man. I, I am so thankful for the Stevens. I am so thankful for both. I mean, Pastor Stevens. Yeah. I mean, this is this is faithfulness here. Yes, it is. He, he's not going along just um, with everything. He is yeah. arguing the point. He is objecting. He's doing it peacefully. Yes, he he's is. doing it forcefully. Yep. His wife is standing there. I mean, the I mean, even the crying kids. I mean, yeah, man. Hang, hang on. So, so this last week was their 14th anniversary, and this is what Raquel. So she he was arrested. In, in prison during their 14th anniversary yes, this past week. And this I is what Raquel uh, said. She said, it's our anniversary today, 14 years, wonderful years. Truly, Tim is a faithful and loving husband, daily leading and guiding our children and me, daily sacrificing himself, his time and energy for the good of others. Next to salvation, it is the greatest blessing of my life to be married to a man who loves Christ and takes his word seriously. Tim loves us because Christ loved him first. One thing that has come up, both in my town, both in my mind and in some of the questions I've received is how Tim's actions serve to shepherd his family and church. Some have argued that he is 
actually being unfaithful, since he's now prevented from being with any of us, I've, rest, I've, I've wrestled with this. How is this taking care of us? How is this shepherding us? This, of course, is not a situation we should wish upon anyone. But what it shows me, my children, and our church family, is that Christ is worthy of our full devotion. Amen. The throne in Tim's heart. Um, maybe Toby, you want to help? <laughs> I don't know where it is. The throne, the throne in Tim's heart. <laughs> Rob might have to finish. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't belong to us. It belongs to Jesus. Mm. And on a regular day, that would mean that He daily lays His life down for us, since that what God calls, mm. since that what God calls Him to. But today, it means that we are apart for a time, and that's what we need most. We need to be exhorted to dethrone the idols in our own hearts, mm. to, to make way for a true king. We need to understand that compromise, obedience to Christ, I'm sorry, mm. is disobedience. For anything else shows where our heart and allegiance truly are. Tim is caring for us by giving us what we need most to see Christ as worthy of mm. our all. That's, that's, that's really faithful Amen. right there. She yep. sees he is caring for his family. He that's is caring right. for that's his right. congregation by doing what they, by giving them what they need most, seeing Christ as worthy of our all mm. in the little things and the big things. And it is God who works this in us to his glory alone. So today we rejoice in our suffering. I thank the Lord for a husband that loves Christ above all else. I mm. pray that God restores him to us soon. But if not, Daniel 3.18, and Woo. she goes on. That is faithfulness, and it's this that overcomes the world. That's yep. right. This is the kind of faith that wins. And, I mean, this, I mean, that cop, that um, that tyrannical law system, what, you know, this Canadian regime is going down. Yeah, it yep. is. Because it, it doesn't stand up to this. That's the, right. You don't have no answers to this. That's right. Because that kind of Christ is worthy. Amen. More cross politic coming up next. If you can find this clip online, share this show right now. Get this out there and be praying for that family. More cross politic next. My name is Jamie Piles. I joined Samaritan in December of 1996, so I'm coming up on 24 years. When people ask me, does it really work? I say, oh, it works fantastic. I send my money to somebody every month. But we had a need with my wife. Uh, was it, spent a little bit of time in the hospital about three months ago, and so I had... I had a checklist with about 39 names on it and 39 checks came in. Some of the cards, some of the things people had to say, it was amazing to watch. I think Free out of tissue. Tim Stevens! Yeah, I'm with that. Free Tim Stevens! Amen. I was going to say, I think we're out of tissue. Yeah, what are you <laughs> making Thanks. us all cry in here? Thanks, Toby. That was helpful. <laughs> Scrambled, I found it for you. <laughs> I got it. I got you, man. Even though you didn't vote for me for a school board, I got you, man. I got you. Hey, welcome back to Cross Politic on the one and only Fight Lab Feast Network. So grateful to have Mr. Rob Sense yes. in the studio with us today. He served as a marketing and communications executive for the last 15 years. We used to work together. Oh, wow. He, sends, yeah. he, spends he, he don't his, admit that. He spends sorry. his time doing research, content creation, and other fun stuff. That's what it says. Um, uh -oh. He's been working in data and economics for a long time. His family lives here in Moscow. Uh, Deacon, also, right? That's right. At, at Christ Church. Yeah. So um, thanks, Rob, for joining us on Cross Politic. Great to be here. What's this other fun stuff? I just want to know what that is. Like, like this. <laughs> okay, I see. Like he says this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't until you started making him cry. Hey, um, 
Rob, you've been doing some work um, on um, on population and and labor market um, stuff, and and you've recently been using this word that I need you to define for us: sansdemic. Yep. Well, I've I've heard of the is that a font? I've heard of <laughs> no. Okay. I've heard of the pandemic, but what's the sansdemic? Yeah, sansdemic. Well, the word pandemic means all people. Right. So we've gotten really broken into. Do you have that a classical term. education? Uh, no. <laughs> wow. I Googled it. So. <laughs> now, pandemic means all people. Yeah. And we've really been broken into that term for the past year plus, mm-hmm. right? We know that word. Yes. And uh, when we thought about the issue with people, so we're looking, you know, even last year when we saw the labor market, you know, we saw a lot of unemployment. Yeah. But simultaneously, we saw a lot of businesses say, we just can't hire people, Right. So I mean, there's not people to hire. Yeah, they're still struggling. You know, usually in a recession or hard economic time, you see people lining up for jobs. So Trying one, jobs. one job opening, 100 people apply. Right. Like, mm-hmm. So we didn't see that last year okay. from an economic point of view. Yeah. And so we, we had to think about people again. So we had that term pandemic. Right. Um, but then we also kind of started to see this other issue with people, which is without people. So SANS is without yeah, people. Right. And so that's, that's where it came from. So um, um, you, you mentioned in a normal depression, you see this, the, you know, the lineup, you know, wait, you know, every, yeah. there's, there's one job and 100 applicants or yeah. something like that. Um, what are the signs that people might be seeing around them that they maybe don't recognize, but it's like that's the signs of a SANS-demic? Yeah. So everywhere you go right now, you see help wanted. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Help wanted. And you don't just see help wanted. You're actually starting to see a decline in some of the services that you would typically get. Really? A thing like a restaurant deciding to be closed, not because of a pandemic. They're deciding to be closed because of a sandstemic. Because they don't have enough workers. Have people. They've changed their hours. A number of restaurants in our town have like really? adjusted their hours. Sure? Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Sonic, I pulled up to Sonic like a couple weeks ago, and I pulled into the bay with my kids because you like to eat in the bay with your kids. Right. And the um, – uh, we <laughs> some do. People, my some kids people love do. That. My kids love the wrenches that. wrenches do. Everybody's different. We love it. And uh, I pulled into the bay, and there's a piece of paper plastered on the speaker sign okay. that you speak into, and it said, um, because due to the national labor market sh- shortage, we cannot serve the, at really? the bays. Please go through the drive-thru. Wow. That was, this is in our town. Well, national I, labor shortage? Yep. It actually said that. Yeah. Well, out, yeah. out in Tennessee, every hotel was slow. Now, Tennessee was hopping. It was hopping. I mean, yeah. it's it was it's amazing how many people were out there um, that weren't a part of the Southern Baptist Convention. It was just massive amounts of people out okay. there. And I think they're just happy to be open. Yeah. Right. To go party. But every hotel was running slow. And I was like, what's going on? It's like, they don't have enough help. Wow. For, so we have this influx of people now who are coming back from the uh, pandemic. And then there's nobody there to service them. But we think that, oh, it's just because everybody stopped working and is out. But it's bigger than that, though, right? Yeah. Well, the big thing that is in contributing to that in the immediacy is the government benefits, right? So you, yeah. the government's been paying people essentially in that low entry mm-hmm. wage mm-hmm. level to not work. So the you know employers, both the hotel, state and the federal government, yeah. have been doing that. Right? Yeah. So you said employers do what? So the the you know the hotel or the fast food place, they're being you know the government's essentially competing right in that wage category. Mm. You know, for yeah. is this with like jobs. unemployment? Yeah, unemployment benefits. Yep. Yeah. Um, all, are you thinking also of like all the stimulus money that's yep. going okay. out as well? But oh, like, exactly. it's, it's like floating people so they don't have to work. Or if they work, they can work very low hours. Yeah, uh, They don't need full-time employment. 
And that's subsidizing then this, you know, it's like, do I want to take this job where I make whatever an hour, $12 an hour, or I can take un- unemployment checks? Yeah. And yeah, and the government essentially, typically when that happens, you can go get that unemployment and then the government checks, right? So they, you, you file for it and then you have to prove that you're mm-hmm. at least looking. Yeah. Well, looking they didn't do that. Yeah. You can apply for it and no one checks. They're not checking anymore. No. Well, because part of the problem is normally unemployment is at the state level, which is um, what's going on in our state. So right. every state is actually paying unemployment to these people. Right. But in the, in the last couple rounds of stimulus that has happened, the federal government is also paying unemployment too. Mm-hmm. So you got a couple layers of unemployment. So I don't think the federal government has ever participated in an unemployment insurance program until these stimulus packages. That'd be actually something interesting to research. And so now you got double incentive not to work, not only at the state level, but at the federal level in the state of Idaho. And that federal unemployment is actually, I think, goes through like September, October. Idaho's opting out. This is the last month that Idaho's in it, but they're still going to have state unemployment insurance money going out. And, and we're, we're here in we're June. Like yeah. at the end of June, it's going to be right. done. Yeah. At least the federal money is. Yeah, and typically somebody's checking. And now they're not. That money just went out without anybody now, checking. Um, there's more going on, though, than just yeah. um, th- the government paying. That's right. one problem. But, yeah. um, but there's a bunch of people leaving the workforce at the same time. Right, right. So it's, it would be easy to assume right now, well, as soon as the government sort of backs off and mm. stops those payments, things are going to go back to normal. Right. And as we looked at the data, uh, we saw another problem that I think is bigger. So the, the word pandemic versus sandemic, I think sandemic is the thing we actually really need to be paying attention to right. as a people, as a society, as an economy, because once those government benefits go away, there's three other big factors that all really coalesced and came together in 2020 in a way that sort of flew below the radar. Mm. Like we were so obsessed with like, you know, here's the racial strife, here's the pandemic, here's mm. here's these like blippy, here's the recession, right. here's these blippy, sharp, pronounced moments okay. that completely captured our attention uh-huh. as a society. Right. And we did not pay attention to these other almost like a fog creeping in right. mm. on us. And now it's all around us and nobody really talked about it. And what are, the, what are those three yeah. things? So what happened was, uh, it really does start with the too. baby boomers. Yeah, okay. Right, so from 1946 to 1964, there were 76 million people born okay. that really shaped and, uh, they shaped and created the entire economy and culture we live in today, right? Mm. right? So you think about, you know, from after the Civil War until really the 1960s and 70s, even we created so many institutions of higher learning, right? Mm. Like we just were creating colleges, universities like crazy for about 150 years. Uh, We then saw, and so we saw a lot of people just going to school, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that generation really solidified and created that. That generation went to school like crazy. And then what happened was, they grew up in a home of four kids. Okay. Okay. So they grew up in a home of four kids. They grow up. A lot of them went to college. This is the first time we've ever seen that happen. We have a huge number of colleges. The colleges think this is great. Yep. We're like our enrollment's gone crazy. And then when they ex- exit college and go to the labor market, what happened? Well, men went to work. And for the first time we've ever seen it, 
women went to work. Okay. So 60 plus. In large amounts. Yeah, in large amounts. So over 60% of the women in the baby Mm. boom generation also worked. Okay. So you, and then they get, you get married, you have husband, wife working in a way that we've never seen before, which has been a huge, like it's created a money dollar move. It's created Mm -hmm. the wealthiest generation. This history of the planet has ever seen. They've amassed $68 trillion. Wow. Mm. Right. The average baby boomer couple has 1.2 million it's average wow oh my goodness okay okay so so then they're going along and what did they not do they didn't have four kids wow they had one maybe two okay Mm -hmm. okay so now 1.8 yeah they had (laughs) 1.8 do we have do we have a chart on this i think yes what i go yeah go back to right here yeah Mm. yeah so so what happened was fertility rates there they they worked. They right. created an economy. Right. They went to school. They got married. They created a, a massive economy. Made a lot of money. Made money, but they didn't make remake themselves. They didn't make oh, people. Wow. Yep. They stopped. Basically, in 1971. Yeah. We stopped. That's when we fell below replacement. Yep. Yeah. We I, we brought this up one time wow. about a month or two ago, and I got my dates wrong, and I didn't realize it was that long. Like we, yeah, yeah. We've we've been below replacement. And explain replacement real quick. So is is it the number two point one? Is considered replacement. So you're at least replacing yourself at yeah. two point one. So yeah. every it would be every um, childbearing woman has to have two point one. Yeah. Right. Because uh, that replaces her and her husband. And her husband. Her husband. Right. And then the point one is basically for mortality and yeah, things like that. Exactly. So that number globally is a very important number to know. Right. Mm. And two point one tells you if you're in a growing place or a shrinking place, and it really tells you if you're in a place that's going to be prosperous in the future. Right. So if you go below two point one, where are we at now? Uh, like one point seven in some places. Uh, really, kind of it, it it moves up and down. But yeah. Like we're we're one point eight, one point nine. And what's but, the results of of kind of that going below that? Uh, you start to depopulate. And if you start depopulating, that's where you start having not enough workers. Yeah, that's And if you don't have sonic. enough, you're, you're at Sonic and you can't go under the, what do you yeah. call that thing? The bay. The bay. You can't go eat with your family in the bay. But but the, what we're talking about, Matt, but that leads to contraction of the whole economy. Yes. We're talking about not having enough workers. So businesses have to shrink you can't do as much or go away or, Some, or yeah, completely yeah. close down yeah. it's it's shrinking so you have now you have the um i want to talk a little bit about the family dynamics yeah because yeah. you say okay you get these really rich wealthy boomer families who have 1.8 kids yeah um what happens to those kids yeah so right now so what what you go back to that one gabe this um one. last year three million Boomers left the market. So typically, you see there 2.2 yeah. or 1.5 right. left the market. And that quick exodus of 3 million people right. who are all pretty productive, high earners, um, why'd they leave? Well, they're a 59-year-old who got tired of Zoom calls. Yeah. Yeah. They got yep. tired of just being at home all the time. Right. So if, let's say you know, the example I like to give is he's a senior manager at an aerospace company outside of D.C. Yeah. making... 450. Yeah. And she's a senior counsel at a nonprofit in DC making six. Yeah. Right? No, she's 50,000. No, 600,000. <laughs> so, so, and that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not joking. No. And, yeah, so, yeah. and so they don't need that. Yeah. So, and so the two they, of them, the two of them are like, well, you know, she's like, you know, I'm done with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like, I've been, you know, let's, we've got enough money. Let's go buy a beach house and retire. Yeah. Let's, re- yeah. let's retire. And he's like, sounds good to me. Yeah. And so yeah. then little Billy is living in Georgetown. 
doing a little bit of graphic design or video production part time. <laughs> uh-huh. right? He's twenty eight. Yeah. He's not married. Right. And they're like their son, little Billy. Yeah. yeah. Little Billy, yeah. who's twenty eight. Yeah. Why don't you come to our beach house? A, they got a big house in McLean, Virginia. Yeah. You know why you get this nasty mm. apartment in Georgetown? It's like right. three thousand dollars a month. Right. Why don't you come back home and we'll take take care of you? Wow. Right. And so, Billy's so, got a girlfriend off and on. He's got yeah, a part time right. job. Yeah. But. They he knows they're loaded. So you've right. got so it's on both sides. Yep. You, you, the the wealth has created the situation where you have um, uh, less incentive to work it out, yep. work longer. Yep. You, don't, you don't need to. You don't need to have that. You can retire early. Yeah. Um, that's sped up by the COVID stuff yep. and the Zoom calls and all the rest of it, and maybe even some like health fears and yeah, stuff oh, yeah. like that. Like I just yep. want to stay home. I want to. I don't want to mix mm-hmm. with people. I don't want to get sick. You know, I'm more um, in the higher. Yep. Um, uh, you know. Uh, risk factors, but they don't need it. So they can retire. So a bunch more people retire. But meanwhile, little, did you call him Billy? Billy. Billy's grown up in this. He's the only child probably, or one of two. Yeah. He's been coddled. They've got plenty of money to take care of him. He doesn't need to work full time. Yeah. He probably hasn't had to work as hard. The The demands on him, you know, when you're one of four, at least, well, yeah. You, you like you just you know you got to kind of tussle, you earn your way. Earn your way. Baby boomers yeah. got kicked out of the house. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they eighteen, nineteen. Look, mom and dad are saying we need get. you to go get a job. Exactly. Yep. But now you've got little Billy. He maybe you know he did Georgetown for a little while. He's done some college. I was maybe, say, he's got some debt but that yeah, the government's but, about to pay for. But mom and dad have been helping him along all the time. He's got a nice car, you know, whatever, and he knows that he's got that safety net. And so he didn't can do the part time graphic design thing or move home with mom and dad. So he's not part of the labor force either. So you've got multiple things. You've got boomers retiring. You've got the, the at an early age, an early 60. early age, and a higher rate. And then yeah. you've got the younger guys who should be joining the workforce are like, eh, I don't need to. Yeah, yeah. Mom and dad will take care yeah. of me. And, and plus, and, and, I got a lot of money from the government this last year. Right, all oddly, these all these stimulus. I checks. think oddly enough too. Billy, and we see this in the attitude of millennials and Gen Z, is they almost despise how much their parents grinded, mm. right? Mm-hmm. They had one of me, and they were never around. Yeah, they, my mom right. and dad, right. Right. were married right. to their Ooh. jobs. Right, we took a vacation, yeah. Yeah. but otherwise, we weren't. There's no loyalty being fostered there. I don't want to yeah. be like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't totally fault Billy. Um, right. He for, was trained in that. He right. was disciple in that. And it was like, I, like, you never had time for me, and I don't want that life. Right. Mm. No, notice here, just interestingly, I mean, and all this demographics, I mean, all the celebration of mom going to the workforce and creating all this wealth. And there's, I'm sure, you know, stuff yeah. that we're benefiting from and enjoying yep. because of that. But what did we sacrifice? You are, and not just, we moved the cost. We, we moved, yes. That's what I was going to say. And, and, yeah. and think about right. it like this right. too, though. Let's say that we might not have gotten that big boom at that one time because of both parents. But what you sacrifice is what we're at now. If, it's if, long-term if, success. If, if we would have had mom at home, those four kids, maybe even six, you know, all of a sudden they are creating jobs. They're entering the workforce. Yeah. And then you have a bigger and better economy, right? You have to think about the parents. Mm. So if they have one, there's two of them, they have one, what's their problem when nope. they're 80? Nobody take care of them. Oh. So they moved, So that, and when they were 20, they're like, it's too expensive. We don't want to do it. Like, we, uh-huh. we've got our careers. Uh-huh. Right. But when they're 80, when they're 90, they're going to be regretting it. Right. Yeah, no one's because got they're, that, they, the cost, so that, yeah, they, let's say they've got $6 million in the yeah. bank. Do you know how much money they're going to have to spend 
month. Because let's say they live to 120. Mm-hmm. You know how much money they're going to spend on people who do not want to take care of them, mm. to take care of them in a society where we don't have enough people. Right. The premiums is going to yeah, go we, through we the roof. Yeah, we move the cost. Right. So what else? Right. What else? What are the other things that we're looking at that we don't see? Because right now, no one's seeing this. No one's really talking about this. And when I heard this, I'm like, this is scary stuff. Because the world that we didn't like in the pandemic, we might get something worse because the pandemic helped agitate it. Right. It totally agitated. We we basically were going 60 miles per hour and we went 80 miles per hour towards mm. a cliff. And that's the thing about a draconian response. There's a cost benefit. Right. There's a there's a you make a hard choice, well, there's a cost associated with it that we didn't want to look at. Right. Right. And now. But it sounds like we've been doing that now for several decades, though. Like, I mean, we we did this back in the day, maybe even maybe even before that, when we sent mom to work. Yeah. I mean, where we were saying, what's what's the cost benefit? Well, she can't be home as much, but we got a lot more money in the bank. Yep. Mm. And and we're not having as many kids, but we got more money in the bank. Yeah. And and that's and that's uh, a, a suicide pill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a demographic suicide, um, and we're taking it and smiling. Yeah, I want to. I want to. Well, talk well about, you don't really know. Uh, well, no, I specifically want to talk ignorance. about what this has done to men. I, yeah. I think oh, there's I yeah. think there's something there, and then baby, like just abortion is well, part and, of this and too. Socially, what is it doing socially to us yeah. as well? All right, more. Cross, I hope you're seeing the show. You don't want to miss mm. any of this. More with Rob Sense next on Cross Politic. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. Have you joined the club yet? I mean, <laughs> that was super helpful. Married and have some kids. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Cross Politic, the Fight Left Beast Network. We're grateful to have Mr. Rob Sense with us. Yes, data economic analyst, executive ninja, fun board stuff. member, and, Logos, and other stuff, <laughs> and other stuff, fun stuff, other fun, fun stuff, other fun stuff, <laughs> like being on Cross Politic. Uh, welcome back. Um, so you know the thing that thing about this. Um, that's blown my mind. And I actually do want to tie this back into Tim Stevens. Um, it, it, this is not, I mean, there are massive worldview assumptions uh-huh. driving all of this. This is, this is not just a oops kind of thing. Right. Um, we have, I mean, the, the rejection of God, the rejection of God's word and his authority over our life has had, this is, you know, when we're arresting pastors, <laughs> okay, it, it, you are shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. You are, you know, the, the, the means by which God intends for the life-giving word to go forth, to equip men and women to be image bearers in this world, to be productive members of society, to be fruitful and multiply, yeah. and fill the earth. That, the center of that is worship. That's right. The center of that is the gathered worship, not Zoom worship. Um, it's, it's people face-to-face hearing the gospel preached, um, being baptized, um, having the Lord's Supper together, yeah. praying and singing yeah. together, um, and building community that's together. The thing, like, is oh. this, this is all connected, and it's, yeah. and it's in that world. It's in the Christian world where where marriage makes sense, and then where bearing children makes sense, and yeah. being productive makes sense. And you can't disconnect that, and then expect for things to go well. I mean, we we we've made the state the center, the government the center, the police 
you know, power the center. Yeah. And when you do that, it, it you there's maybe a short-term bump, you know, hey, let's all go to work and make lots of money. Yeah. But it, it's, it has downstream effects that destroy family, destroy men and women and children, and culture and community falls apart. You I mean, that, that's, that's, that's a right. big, big takeaway here. Rob, uh, one other yeah. point I want to in- introduce there is um, notice the, what, the illustration that Rob gave us and how weak that makes that family. Like, like just uh, when you don't have a community to protect you. To, oh, yeah. to, oh to, that's a good point. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when, I, when I got arrested or when Pastor Tim gets arrested, he's got a whole church behind him. Right. A whole, yeah. Even though bad things are happening with Pastor Tim, he's got support. Yeah, those, but you move out into the beach in yeah, Northampton, whatever. The boomers with little Johnny yeah. Yeah. don't have a support network. You're weak. Well, they like Every, the stuff on Facebook. <laughs> they got a community on Facebook. <laughs> what they are depending on is their yeah. money. They're going to they're gonna buy a community. Yeah. yeah. That's what they're trying to do. They're going to try to buy support. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, that's yeah. not going to do any good. Rob, what, talk to us a little bit about what this has done, particularly um, – to the current workforce with an eye particularly on men. Yeah. So, yeah, there's three key things to be aware of here, right? There's the exodus of the baby boomers, right. which happened really fast in 2020. We've never seen it go that fast. And then what we are now experiencing is the prime age workforce. So, the, you know, if you think about the 16 to 65-year-old, well, there's far fewer of them than we were used to. Right. 16 to 65, yeah. that's the working. Yeah, yeah. prime age workforce. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what's been talked about in the media a ton is how many women left the market last year. Okay. And it made sense, right? Kids are on Zoom calls. Kids were home. Right. So two, you got two spouses working. Um, mom's like, all right, I'll go home. Right. I'll take care kids, of kids. Right? Yeah. It, that was the normal story. Or even things like a lot of jobs like nursing. Uh, surprisingly yeah. a lot, enough, a lot of nurses got furloughed last year. Right. Yeah. There was furloughs. In a was, pandemic. Yeah, there was furloughs. Because the hospitals were overcrowded. Yeah. Yeah. Except not. Go home, nurse. (laughs) So furloughs uh, kept people out. Um, Kids at home kept people out. The government benefits we've talked about. And then in general, just fear. Right. Mm -hmm. People just kind of were like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to pause. So uh, millions, like 2.4 million women stopped out of the market. And that got all the headlines. But then what we didn't talk about is really since the 1980s, men have just gradually been stepping out of the market so that you know the trend line here is labor force participation rate for men has been even back in the 1970s above 95 percent wow right and now what we're seeing is men go below 90 and stay below 90 so and this even is get only men 80s. this yeah. is men only yeah. yeah yeah wow and that's a weird thing we've not seen that before and it's funny because even the difference between like like a one percent or two percent swing a 2% swing in our economy is 6 million people. Wow. 6 million men That's in the lot. workforce yeah. or not. That's a lot. Right. 2%. Yeah. Just, so, so our economy is so big. So even a, a little bit of a percent is hundreds of thousands of people. So we're just like these. what the charts show is a trend line that you can't just – you, you just get, get can't back. move it. You don't yeah. get so, back. So right? this could, you can't just get people overnight. And you can't just change their attitude overnight. Yeah. That trend line's indicating a lot of societal behavior. Right. That Pressure, worldview, assumptions, and all the rest yeah. of it. So by percentage, this looks like about 18 to 20 million men have left the workforce since the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... Or I, participation I this, rate. That would yeah. be left. Participation rate. Yeah, he does yeah. fewer and fewer people participate. Right. So what is it? Mel. Could you just help me for a second? That's, that's shocking. And that's a problem. So and there's some worldview stuff, but ultimately, what is that? The impact of that, though. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, there's a there's a lot of impact. Let me tell you about why we think that's happening. Okay, I yeah. I mean, there's the there's the wealth issue that's okay. starting to get there. We've talked about that one a little bit. Um, that that is also showing up with this attitude about work. So a mm. lot of men, what Gabe has here is more and more men are not participating in the market for non-economic reasons, right? And mm. that's concerning because a non-economic reason, an economic reason to participate in the market usually means I've got, I'm married and I've got kids, I've got a mortgage. You know, I need to make enough money to feed not only myself, but other people, right? right? So the men who return home in the evening are the basis for forming society because mm. they're under control and they're actually serving right. other people, mm. a wife, a kids, and things like that. But So when you detach men from that, right. they're working, feed themselves, what are they doing? They're working for non-economic reasons. They're working for themselves. And what they're doing and what we saw in the data is they're doing things like playing video games. <laughs> and I'm, buying boats and going they're fishing. They're increasing and, yeah. time for leisure. Right, yep. Just getting enough money, mom and dad got money, I got a part-time job, right. enough money for me, not really building it's, it's almost like it, wow. it's not good for man to be alone. Yep. <laughs> I mean, so, so they don't I mean, have anything to like, drive I mean, there, is there, you know, like from the beginning, God says this is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and it affects, I mean, even, I think even Christian men, even, you know, it's like frequently, like, I mean, they're, um, we are made to work for others, yep. or work to—we're made to support others, to serve others, right. and the ordinary way that that's done is in a family, mm-hmm. um, it with a wife and kids, and that's what drives you to go back to work to bring you know work harder to do more to support them better. That's part of the way God's just wired us to work. So, so video games, how is it? Did, did you have like I remember you telling me at some point that you saw the numbers change in work to video games? They were almost identical. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So the, if you look at. Um, the reasons, so the reasons men are opting for part time, it com- it coincided with the rate of video game play. <laughs> okay, so what we see the work. It's, it's, it's not just video games. It's, right, it's leisure. It's you know? really just leisure. Well, and look at look at this graph here. What's amazing is you see the red line is economic reasons, uh, and the um, uh, bottom yeah. line, yeah, the blue, blue line, line mm-hmm. is non economic reasons. And at in 2020, particularly 1920, you see those lines swap. Right. And pres- that? Presumably so, that's COVID. Yeah. Presumably that's a COVID thing. Yeah. I'm at home. I'm playing more video games. Yeah. And all the incentives that we've talked yeah. about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. But that's non-economic reasons are are well, dominating. Yeah. The the work the reasons why people are making the men, especially men, are making their decisions yeah, in the and, workforce. And during the last recession, if you go to the other slide there, um, uh, see. Go forward, actually, or go uh, other way. There it is. So 2007, 2010, a lot of men started opting for part-time work because they had to. Why? Uh, because of the, the housing recession. Okay. Right? okay. So like construction oh, oh, nine, got blown up. Manufacturing okay. got blown okay. up. And th- yep. those employ a lot of men. Right. So men wanted, they were trying to find jobs, and they're like, I'll just start working part-time. Okay. Try to put it together. Yeah, right. And it's weird how from that <clears throat> moment till now, men didn't actually go back to full time. Interesting. And mm. I think that coincides with, uh, well, if I'm working part time, you know, I, it's yeah. harder to support a family. Yeah. And they just kind of stayed there. Right. And they didn't go back. 
So that that's kind of a weird thing. We've not seen that before. Yeah, I mean, even during the Depression, people were still getting married, right? They were still, yeah. right? That was still like... Well, but the, even if you look at... So depressions and recessions decrease marriage and they decrease childbearing. And we thought... A lot of people said, oh, pandemic. Everybody's at home. Yeah. Baby boom. Yep. Baby boom. That's, that's what we, we talked about that on Opposite. the show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Opposite. So, people are stressed out. They don't... People don't get married and they don't have kids. Wow. When they're... You know, when everything's stressed. like topsy turvy. Wow. Yeah. So we did not have a a, yeah. a COVID boom. We had six hundred thousand fewer births last year than we should have. Six hundred thousand. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So is the answer? We, we have enough of people. So uh, immigration. That yeah. will solve the problem, right? Well, so yeah, we start having to import people from somewhere because if we don't have the people here, we still need people to do these jobs. Yeah, and that's really how the U.S. So a lot of countries like Japan doesn't have immigration, right? Right, and Japan is done. I mean, it, it, you know, yeah. you say done, done, demographically done. Yeah, I mean they're 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 closing schools. They have eighty year olds picking up garbage. You know, they yeah. they're in yeah. they're in it. And and that's and that's why their their economy has been for a couple of decades it, stagnant. It's completely it's deflated. Stagnation. Like, it's yep. just it's in declension. It's slowing. And they and and you're saying a big part of that is they just don't have enough people. Yeah, they don't have enough people, and they don't have any immigration. Right. The U.S. has a lot of immigration, but even and we when we make this argument or we've talked about this in the data, the first response is well, immigration can fix it. Right. And it's like, well, to a certain degree, and we're really dependent on it. Or at least it. put it off, maybe. But if we look at the three countries that send the most people here, China, India, and Mexico, well, what's China's problem? Same problem. Worse right. yeah. than us. Yeah. India. Oh, yeah. India's population is crashing. And Mexico, same deal. Wow. They're all heading below, too. So this is the, I think, to There's me, this is the specter of darkness chart <laughs> that's on the world right now. The specter of darkness. Oh, my where, goodness. Where... The world population, the world birth rate has so dramatically crashed. And then you have all these other countries. Like, look at U.S., China, yep. Italy. Look at Korea. Right. And this means, so, you know, in ancient days, you know, what happened to the Hittites? Right. 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 Like, we used yeah. That's a made-up name, right? Right, right, <laughs> right. That, they, were, they were a real civilization. It's like Middle Earth. Like, that not a <laughs> right, thing. Right. Yeah. Um, at some point, it's going to be like they Italians. Died. Yeah, that, that's a made up. Who, who are the Italians? That's a made up yeah, name. Right, right, they're gone. Yeah, myth. A myth. So, so explain this to me. You, this is birth rates here, but our population is still growing year over year in yeah, the U.S. It, yeah. So, so what do you mean? Birth rates are crashing, but, so, but yeah. population is still increasing. So, uh, yes, the world population is still growing. But the rate of growth has dramatically slowed down. Mm-hmm. So what it, it, what it's starting to do is curve, uh-huh. right? So we know the population growth is going up, but we experienced this lo- the smallest population increase, 0.35, in the history of the United States last year. Okay. 0.35 population growth. Okay. And but the votes were amazing in the election. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> another conversation. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, so that so we're it's like you know. It's like getting on a mountain, uh-huh. getting towards the top, slowing down, and then mm. with the numbers. So, with, if we look at birth rate, mm-hmm. we are so below replacement that you right. once you crest and go, so like if so you, you, you can't recover. So, like it. you know, for back in 1970s, you know, you got four. There's the four kids, yeah. right? Right. So one, two, three, four, and then let's say they all have kids. But when they stopped, and then you only have one. 
you yeah. can't reverse mm. back right. because you, that one can't replace what the four could do right. in any sort of like 50 oh, or 100 wow. years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so what happens is is you kind of crest that birth rate kind of crest here yeah. and we're still experiencing we don't we don't understand, we don't see the birth rate right now because yeah. we have this population still growing but once that birth rate starts to decline maybe 50 years down the road then well, we the, start the birth to see the, already, what that means Yeah the birth rate's already declined it, it started declining for it's been in decline for 50 right. years and I'm just saying that, yeah. that that birth rate will translate into um, not having the people for the yeah, economy the, and not being able to as recover the from boomers it. Yeah. move so the boomers have moved through higher ed uh-huh. now they've actually moved through market and what's going to start Workforce. to happen well now they're going to start to pass away uh-huh. and as they do like we have population growth yeah. where is it above 65 uh, wow we do not have population growth below 14 interesting Okay, so so, so that that's does, the problem. So some of I've I've seen little reports here and there of some of like European countries like trying to address this with like you know checks or tax yeah. rebates for having kids. Yeah, Russia. Um, um, you Vladimir know, Putin how's how's it, how's that going? It's horrible. I mean, so pretty much. <laughs> you mean all the government of, can't fix all their problems? <laughs> so Europe, I'd say a lot of Europe, a lot of Asia, and Russia okay. have all tried to deal with this. And to them, it's funny because you're running for president. Over there, this, this is a top three issue. Population. Population. Wow. Right? So what they've mm-hmm. done is they've tried to incentivize population growth, and right. it's failed dramatically in right. every setting. I think there's like maybe one in the Republic of Georgia where they've seen some positive gains. They've, there, I think they completely detached it from economic reasons. They okay. made it more about family. Okay. Um, but, yeah, places like France, Italy, Russia, uh, Japan, it hasn't, yeah. it hasn't worked. And so it's, it's not a government problem it's a society it's a family problem it's a culture problem you can't yeah. the government can't fix that problem right it, this seems this is interesting because right now there's a huge push to try and fix issues of the past with racial issues and right. we were talking about this on the show a couple of weeks ago that black people are having abortions at a rate three times that of white people and everybody's trying to go in one way or another and fix like the past social issues. Mm-hmm. But we have a problem where it's like, uh, I, I've seen it all the time. I just saw the SBC. They want to platform a black person. Well, no, we need a black person. No, we need somebody else here. And it's like, guys, if they're killing themselves at three times the rate of white people and we don't even have white people, <laughs> we, we have a people problem. No one, and, 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 and it's almost like kind of like we're being held back. Like at this point, no one is stopping anybody from doing anything. Look, if you have, if you can come here, you, we'll hire you. You got yeah. two hands. Yeah. You got a back. We'll, two we'll legs. Pay for you to go to college. There's nothing that's holding anybody back from being able to get inside this market and work. And at, at really at this point, at whatever uh, 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 standard they want to, I yeah, want wages this. Wages are good. Yeah, exactly. So it's a good time to be able to say, I want this. I want that. It's like we're, we're fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You will be catered to. So. This is, you know, this is a pretty hard, scary kind of message. But for people who do want to work, for young people who do want to get into the market, mm-hmm. I don't care what your skin color is, you can do really well if you have an attitude of like, you know, I want to work. So, yeah. I mean, it's actually what we've been talking about, a message for youngsters who, who do want to work, or a message for families, a bunch of kids right. who are a little concerned, like, I don't know what to do. Well, guess what? Every single one of those kids is... 10 times more valuable than you could even understand. Right. And it's totally true. Like no one's, no one's standing in front of Sonic playing defense, try, like, 
trying to keep where are you them from? Out of there. What do you look like? Right. What's nope. your yeah. No, it's it, and so I I think the racial issues are funny because it's a little signally to me because I think the thing that a company actually is de- dealing with, or I, I mean, you a community college, a university, yeah, yeah, a city, mm-hmm. a company, the thing they're they're seeing is we no just people. put out we we've been trying to register students you know for college we've been we put out our ads we only had like two people apply yeah mm. like so they're going to be like we don't care yeah. like do you want right do you want this mm. do you want to go to school here do you want this job right. you know do you want to live here no one That's, has yeah. no one has a luxury to discriminate right now no. at all nope. <laughs> and they no. haven't been they yeah. haven't had the luxury to really discriminate at all i've even watched with nursing my mom's an rn they were when i was growing up they were paying for people hospitals were paying for nurses to go to school yep. and just because they needed the work then that was one of the industries that really saw that we need they we saw need it early. we need, right. we need people yeah. and so it's not you know i know people will make fun of the fact that oh you said sonic but it's not just sonic right it's every industry out there did you say that people. mcdonald's was paying people yeah for to, just to interview just to interview yeah <laughs> yeah so all the i mean all the parts of the market are feeling it entry yeah. levels and tricky thing about entry level is that needs to be the 15, 16, 17 year old kids. They're yeah, not right. there just for the money. They're there for that experience. And they're yeah. learning to work yeah. and they're, so, and they're learning the, the fruitfulness of labor and yeah. then, and yeah. then the, yeah. the benefits of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle, if you got the 28 year old, yeah. who has got a degree yeah. and I don't really want to work. Well, like that job that dad just left or mom just left, right. it's a senior level position. That job's in trouble because they're turning around going, mm. who's next? And it's like, right. I don't know. There's nobody there. So it does mean that a lot of companies are promoting people and hiring people way faster mm-hmm. and without as much experience. Yeah, so, again, that's, that's an opportunity for people. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. so I, just just notice, like, how easy God's making it for the church right now. Yes. You know, I mean, just just if, if you I mean, have it, a it's, family. Well, it's, it's hard. It, yeah. But there's also, but like his word is the path. It's like, it's like, it's not good for man to be alone. Uh Get married, Mm -hmm. have kids. Go baptize. And when you do that, I mean, you are just, you're, it, it, it's actually is hard. Mm -hmm. Like there, like you have to deny yourself. You have to take up your cross and you have to follow Jesus in that in order to be faithful in your marriage vows, in order to be faithful as a mom and a dad, in order to be faithful every day Mm -hmm. till you die, Mm -hmm. going to work bringing home a paycheck, having a house, doing all the things. But it is, I mean, but what you're doing is you're actually walking in the way that God designed the world to work. Yep, that's right. You're not fighting nature. You're fighting your sin. And if a family's having 1.5 kids or whatever, right. and you're having four, five, six kids, it's just, you're just going to turn the battle into a numbers game. We've that, talked about this on the show before. That's yeah. what I want to ask Rob. So with this going on worldwide, and especially in America and our nation, um, what are the strategic moves? And I'm just going to give an example. Do you find a place where it's like, okay, where is there a culture society that is fruitful and plant there? Because if you're going, if you're not in that environment, you're going to you're kind of screwed in one sense, right? Yeah. So, so what what do you see practically or some good things to do to try and get out of this, or at least survive it in one way or another? Yeah. Well, I think uh, one point there is you you mentioned that is there's one place in the world that's still growing, and this is kind of interesting if we want to talk about race. Mm-hmm. A lot of Africa is still mm-hmm. growing. That's right. right. Wow. So if we don't like white people, guess what? Good news. They're going away. If you like black people, guess what? Yeah. They're yeah. growing. Africa's yeah. growing. Africa is still one of the only places in the world growing. And 
that I think I would say that's a signal. Not if Bill Gates has anything to do with it. <laughs> I was going to say, that, yeah. right? But that would be a signal. So economically, who's going to be doing well in the future? Right. Wow. Africa. And who's going to be struggling? Us. Right? right. So that, you know, right now we don't feel it, but it's like that's a, just a numbers game. Right. Uh, but there are still some places, oddly enough, in the country where we're seeing population. Uh, and I would say it's not so much looking at population growth. It's looking at where do we still have youngsters right mm. and what we see right florida. now is pacific northwest yeah. right. southwest parts of texas and oddly enough florida so it's just I, weird i think we need to think of florida and california almost in reverse mm. we've thought of california as being the like the young you know like la and young mm. people yeah. it, uh, california or la in particular has seen a population growth of 555 thousand people above uh 65 in like 10 years wow and the exact opposite amongst people below 16 wow so in 10 years basically la just turned into like an old person city right and that exact same time florida has done seen the exact opposite wow where they're seeing a lot of Mm -hmm. uh young yeah so and and it's just a narrative (laughs) that's been with us for so long yeah Yeah. you know it's 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 the same thing with churches you know yeah when you walk into a church and there's no young people, that church is on a death we spiral. Kn- we know that. You yeah. know that. Where are the kids? Yeah. Where are all the kids? Oh, we sent them to children's church and then they left and they're gone. That's right. Right? Um, that's how you know a church is going to thrive and is thriving or not. It's the same thing with an economy. It's the same thing with a culture, with a community. Are there lots of kids? Well, then, then you know. These people believe in life. They believe in family. Yeah. They believe in they, – they, they're saying that the sacrifice is worth it. Yeah, uh, and and what you're doing is, and that that means a lot of delayed gratification. It's not immediate gratification. Yeah. It's yeah. not like I want the paycheck now, so we're all going to go to work, and we're not no. going to have very many kids, so we can buy the boat and the second house and all the rest of it. It's saying no, I'm going to invest. I'm going to pour my seed into the ground, mm-hmm. and it's going to take a long time to grow these fruit trees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when they grow, it's going to be an abundant and, harvest. And I think when we when we think I, I, when we look at that data, um, what we saw with the baby boomers. Which I think there's some things to be thankful about there. Yeah, like yeah. the we live in the wealthiest society that's ever existed on the planet, and we're kind of grumpy and fussy about it. Right. So I mean, that's first a, world problems. Yeah, that's a huge that's a huge thing to stop being fussy. Right. About, um, but but what is also betrayed is we've lived so sort of materialistically. Mm. Like the way we've judged people is their economic output. Like how much money do you make? Right. And what this shows and tells is that. The investment in people. So, for instance, a family that has a good job and also has people raising children. So, like, there's two roles there. Right. Uh, that has benefits beyond a paycheck. Right. And there's a value there right. that we've sort of, like, we've written off. Pushed right. to the side, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and now I think what hopefully, like, as we pass away, like, when will this get fixed? I don't know. We'll be all, all gone. Right. Like, as we pass away, hopefully there's a new generation that says, no, we actually truly value the rearing of children. Right. Mm-hmm. Not if there is an economic argument. Sure. There, yeah. Sure. But a, but it's more than that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, we can't just look at it through the, that lens. There's there. Uh, I, I think we've said this before, but people are the most valuable resource in the universe. That's yeah. right. People are made in the image of the living God. Yeah. People yeah. are creative and thoughtful and intelligent 
and they make music and they make art and they invent things and they discover because they're made in the image of the maker. Right. Right. That is the most valuable resource in the universe. And you can't cut that off and then expect things yeah. to go well. But you can't welcome that resource rightly if you don't know the maker whose That's image right. they bear. That's right. Well, and you reject the maker and then you hate the image. And what you're doing is you're cutting yourself off from the, the source of all life and fruitfulness it's, and joy. It's suicide. It yeah. is. Oh. And that's what happens. You go insane. This is Romans 1. We are sitting up here after yeah. the uh, yeah. 70s and 50, 60 million babies. Yeah. It's almost God's like, if you want to l- kill yourself. Yeah. Here you, Here you go. go. Yeah, right. You know, like yeah. that's professing themselves to be wise, they become utter and complete fools. You would think the first thing you want to do is like, we got to stop killing these babies. Let's make right. this illegal. Right. Then we're going right. to lose ourselves here. That's yeah. not what's happening. The Bible verse that keeps popping up in my mind. It started in the second segment was uh, Mark eight thirty six. What profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Yeah. And that's what we've done is we've exactly. created a generation that has gained the world. Yeah. We've gained the biggest economy in the history of the world, the yep. richest nation in the history of the world. We lost our souls. And we lost our souls mm. through it all. Yeah. Pray for Pastor Tim Stevens. Yeah. Free Tim Stevens. The other pastors who are standing faithfully. This is all connected. Don't Absolutely. miss that. It's Worshiping all the triune God is knowing your maker so that you can honor and bless image bearers. Amen. So that you can be fruitful and multiply. Rob, thank you for joining us, man. This is yeah, so awesome. Rob, appreciate, appreciate you, man. brother. Yeah. If you're single, get married. Yeah. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. We did not design a cookie-cutter curriculum meant to chop students into appropriately shaped submissives or snowflakes for the secular zeitgeist. We designed our curriculum the way we did because we want our graduates to be equipped to stand courageously against that destructive zeitgeist and to honor their maker and how they, body, mind, and soul, battle to save their communities and the entire Western world from our current diseased insanity. New St. Andrews College is not in the business of rubber-stamping graduates for this particular job market or that particular career. We aren't happy unless our graduates are equipped to tackle any constructive cultural task anywhere, from courtrooms to hospitals to job sites to movie sets to the highest-risk job in the most important setting of all, the raising and training of the next generation of immortal souls around dining room tables and in pews. The world may have gone mad, but it's not the first time. It has been saved before and by particular people, many of whom shared a very particular type of education. Augustine, Calvin, Jefferson, Churchill, and many lesser-known heroes in times of madness all had one type of education, one type of training in common. And it's the same kind of rigorous education we currently pursue surrounded by the rolling wheat fields of Idaho. By God's grace, our civilization will be saved or rebuilt from the smoking ruins. The men and women capable of such a task, capable of fearless joy and fiery laughter, all while undertaking such hard cultural labor, those are the kind of graduates we want, the kind we expect. They are why we exist and why we teach what we teach. So you might call it a major in world building or culture shaping or a major in saving civilization. We call it classical Christian liberal arts. New St. Andrews College, saving civilization since 1994.